0: This is David Funk, and you're listening to Fits of Faith. Carmy, today on the show, we've got the Raj of the runway, the Fit Pick Pharaoh, the Mercedes Madman, the Sergeant of Suits, the Dustbuster Dean, the Sultan of the Seams, the Wizard of the White Rivet, Prince of the Pockets, Labor Day, Arbor Day, Groundhog Day, Valentine's Day, no Queen Latifah, but this is the last holiday you'll ever need. Fashion designer and stylist, this is Reggie Holiday. This is Fits oh, of man. Faith. Reggie. Reggie. Welcome to the pod.
1: Yo, what's up? What's Let's up? Let's go,
2: baby. Yo, that was an intro like none other, man. Like, yo, oh. you, you need to be working for every NBA team. <laughs> every every announcer stuff. should be you, do brother. Not I know. I feel honored, man.
0: Good. Guys, welcome back huge. to another episode of Fids of Faith. I am your host, as always, the Prince of Prayer, Carson Cooper, joined by the Osho himself, Theo, Reverend Ryan. Theo, how you doing, big guy? Doing
1: so well. Excited to be podding with the boys.
0: Dude, I am blown away ecstatic all the above reggie before we take another step forward of course was there a moniker or name that stuck out to you before we dive into the rest of the pod
2: oh man all, all of them when you said there's no holiday like the holiday i mean that that <laughs> took me out because uh, everyone that knows me knows that if it's not a regular day it's a
0: holiday come on let's come go. on. <laughs> <Baby>. <laughs> you got me it, guys guys we've got reggie holiday on the pod today he is a kc native residing in the city of angels working in the fashion industry Um, he's been mentioned by kyle naren friend of dom jones and i'm sure friend of many other people but we're excited to have (laughs) him on the podcast today theo before we get going dude why don't you do what you do best
1: yeah, so we're going to hit you with the fit check. And the question I have for you is, would you like God to rain down blessings on your life or would you like him to well something up? Meaning, would you like to start your fit check from toe to head or head to toe? Uh, I want him to well something up, you
0: know? Come on, let's <laughs> go, Come baby. Let's um, go.
2: So, yeah, man. Uh, I mean, I'm rocking some uh, Nike Triple Soul Sakai's. Ooh,
0: um, nice. I
2: don't know if you guys can see those. Yeah, you know? of course.
0: We need the visual
2: Yeah, visual. There we so, go. Yes, yes, yes. I got on the... Uh, the military wool Dior trousers, white leg, uh, a little James it. Pierce polo, oh. and uh, a little custom shirt of my own. Hey, oh, yeah. oh, let's go. Hint the hidden pocket in there, and he has uh, the
0: prince of pockets.
2: <laughs> there you go, rocking a Prada beanie, oh. some Chloe sunglasses, and uh, got a vintage Longines uh, watch on that my buddy's father gifted to me, That's and cool. uh, a few a few Cartier bracelets. And uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm trying to keep it easy today.
1: Come I on. Love it.
0: So you had mentioned that upon recording, you're like, I need some time. I'm going to come home from work and get changed up. Is this a regular evening fit for you again? We're cause we're recording into the wee hours of the night, boys and girls. Cause we have to bring you guys the content. We work around any schedule, the, mostly, mostly mine. Mostly okay? our, yeah, it's mostly not, schedules. okay. It's not Reggie. It's mostly me. Okay. Sauna <laughs> sessions. But is this a normal evening fit for you or, you know, are you switching up? Cause again, you're, this crazy designer and the love, I'm not going to say love of luxury, but you're a stylish dude. I'm imagining there's like some crazy Reggie holiday robe somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it just kind of depends on the evening, man. On the, on the normal, uh, I'm
2: coming home. Uh, I mean, I'm in a suit all day at work. Uh, and so I, I usually uh, come home and I'm putting on sweats, a pair of shorts, a t-shirt of any sort. It's just kind of like whatever I feel like throwing on. There's nothing specific. Uh, But only when I'm like actually getting ready uh, to step out or do something of such, uh, I'm making sure I'm always putting my intention in whatever I'm grabbing. Uh, But as some people like to say, even in my sweats and tea, uh, I tend to pull things out that seems like I took hours to like make sure it looked right. Totally. I think I'm just intentional in what I purchased, to be honest. Yes.
0: I forget who we had, Theo, but someone on this podcast had said like, like basically looking like you don't care, using a lot of intention to look effortless like hmm. sometimes hmm. it can take a lot of intention to look effortless but there's like a style boost and bonus and you're really hitting the mark someone said that I believe I believe someone did early on in the days in the dark days the ministry streetwear days anyways Theo <laughs> bro, what did I lay my eyes and ears on just now
1: that was a complete fit check
0: I love it Reggie longtime listeners of the pod will know that there are three main subjects and they are as follows Garms, clothes and shoes god our lord and savior jesus christ and the guys carson and theo exactly what we're thinking so reggie in our digital communication before we got going we were sent over your resume and honestly we were blown away by the scope of some of the brands you've been able to work with so to give the people a grid before we dive deep what's been a standout brand and work experience you've had in the industry of fashion
2: Oh, man. I'm actually going to talk about two. Uh, yes, one of those were away. working for the Baldwins, Emily and Matt Baldwin, denim. Yes. Uh, the the they Wizard are, of the White
0: Rivet. Did you hear yeah, that one?
2: Sheesh. Yeah, that's it. That's that's them. You <laughs> can spot it a mile away.
1: Come
2: on. Um, yeah, I started working for them uh, some years ago. Uh, Matt picked me up as a client, and uh, one day he's like, hey, man, what are you doing? Like, on the weekends, I think you should pick up a part-time job here. That's awesome. Long story short, that's what happened. And so uh, I started working with them. And at the time, they were just on the rise of starting out uh, Baldwin. So I kind of got to get uh, hands in and foot first uh, with the brand from Startup. You know, we were trying on jeans and tees uh, before anyone else saw the collection. So to see them um, rise from what we saw a fitting room of stuff to go to, I think, like almost seven stores worldwide and be named by Japanese uh, Denim Magazine as best denim three years in a row wow Uh, it says a lot about them Uh, i mean and then also they were also my first management team that were full of faith and uh Mm -hmm. very uh prevalent about that and so i didn't know that there was a such thing that you could have the the two worlds of fashion and and design and creativity uh and be you know running a you know your own startup company so that was amazing for me so it was actually them that actually gave me the insight that you can have both worlds and still That's be moving dope. in the right path and right yeah. way. And so, uh, yeah. Them, you were and unsure then also, that
0: lightning, you were unsure that lightning would strike twice and then you found out Exactly. Like, exactly.
2: Hey, and fashion. <laughs> exactly. I didn't know that you, those
0: two worlds could exist. I, I mean, Olivia Rodrigo, I, deja vu.
2: I think as, right, as,
0: right, as right. a kid, as a, as a,
2: as a boy, I think you, you're kind of challenged if you love fashion growing up because you're kind of totally. called a few things growing up, you know, For sure. Uh, depending on your peers in school and family members and such. Uh, yeah. especially loving cool fashion and, and being a designer. Awesome. Yes. You know, uh, it was a little challenging. So when I got into that world and knew that that both worlds could exist and there'd be a matte level of respect yeah. and honor paid for it, uh, that's what pushed me a little bit further with my career. And, and literally from the Baldwin's, I literally stepped out, did my largest fashion show Thank in you. LA, I mean, in Kansas City. And that's what pushed me to LA. I and that. I started working for Ralph Lauren. Ralph I'm Lauren is one of the most humbled, most sensational people uh, and people-driven uh, gentleman I've ever met in my life. Uh, so you met Ralph himself. I did. I was able to sit with him, and uh, wow. we've had we've had lunch as a company, as a corporate office before. Uh, we've had a few meetings with him as well, and I've been able to sit in runway shows with Ralph Lauren as well. So
0: that's amazing awesome, team man.
2: to work for. Uh, I think that's why the company is what it is today. To be honest,
0: I love it. Yeah. Not to not that I have to explain what Ralph Lauren is to people, but <laughs> backtracking to Baldwin, Baldwin like legendary men's wear and women's wear standard style mm-hmm. brand in Kansas city against right, all of our right. Midwest people are Austin. Westlakes are mostly him, right? Uh, <laughs> shout out, uh, <laughs> shout out Austin Sandquist. He will, they, you guys will know Baldwin again, the precursor to being, I'll at least say this of like white dudes, Christian dudes, the precursor to being a cool guy in Kansas city is that Baldwin hat. It's that Casey. It's the Casey cap. Hat.
1: Yeah. Like if you don't
0: have that, like are you really cool? <laughs> but like legendary brand, I got to go to the Lee Summit store. Yeah. And additionally the Galleria store. Yeah, that's right. Like that's the, right, come the, on. The riverfront Dang. one. And then I've been to Dallas. Um, but um, I won't say Baldwin's fallen on hard times, but we're taking a new direction. Um, I believe within the past year or so, like some of the stores have closed and, and they're doing a different direction. They have actually something really cool going on out in That's LA. actually right. Yeah, they,
2: they've closed up all doors. Their uh, investors after uh, actually pulled it from underneath them mm. uh, like a month prior to the pandemic. And I just randomly ran into them on this past Sunday in Malibu. Oh, And let's go. sure enough, we came full circle. They've got, their, got a new brand, a new, new company starting out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, as, as expected, they're pioneers. So they're just oh, killing the game yes. once again uh, and expect that Baldwin will come back around full circle one day. Yes. Because just, I mean, they
0: have the Instagram of Baldwin. Exactly. And so they're like heading back. Theo, it's really cool. And so I follow Matt, come on the pod. Emily, come on the pod, whatever. <laughs> um, but they were in Colorado snowboarders. I don't know why I know all this, but like were snowboarders. <laughs> felt the call back to Casey started the women's store. Um, then advanced to the men's store again, the white rivet Theo classic Baldwin denim denim yep. and denim wearers will know, it, like the single white rivet and the Casey Cap with the single Yeah, the Casey white. Cap was kind of the hat before like mm-hmm. the
2: the Union um, Union caps, the kill the hype cats, the Amy Leandori caps, it was the Casey yeah, cap No for sure. exactly. They kind of started and that it, movement.
0: It set that precedent for what I'll say, like that heritage wool, Ebbetsfield vintage, that's right. Um, regional cap, you know, because then right. there's the what is it like the, the STL St. Louis? There's uh, I have an Ebbetsfield, um, for Steadbrook here in Denver, you know, something similar, but yeah, it was like paving the way, made in America, so a lot of love for them. Okay, so going on to Ralph, I mean. To a lot of people, again, many listeners, which we love every single member of the Garmy, <laughs> majority of our listeners are youth pastors, youth leaders who know these brands only by name or by price tag or by product. And so talk about like just what it took to get into working for a household name like yeah. Ralph Lauren, um, what that process was like. Um, and, and maybe one of the biggest things you learned from working for a big company like that.
2: Um, yeah, recruiter came looking for me I was working for Tory Burch at the time uh, on on the design team with Tory Burch Mm -hmm. and uh, a few things happened with the company and just kind of how God works Uh, we got a random call in the store from a Ralph Lauren recruiter and one of my colleagues says hey I have the perfect guy for you I got on the phone call and literally started talking to a lady named Marcella who is still one of my dear friends today and Mm -hmm. uh yeah man I mean like in a week's time I got hired with Ralph Lauren. I literally started as like a, a styling expert um, slash merchandise manager at the okay. Rodale location. And literally within the year's time, uh, I think just my work had proven itself and I started traveling for the company. They then promoted me. And before you know it, I was back and forth to New York on and off for like five years, working oh. between Club Monaco and Ralph Lauren. Yeah, pretty crazy. Gotcha.
0: What was one of just the standout things that you learned, maybe that you're taking even creatively that even, you know, you like all these um, stipulations I'm giving you, but that's like this creative process that's beyond close. That's like, oh, yeah, anybody could use this.
2: Um, It's in the detail. So at Ralph Lauren, we used to do these overnights um, where essentially the store would close and the client would say, let's say the client says, hey, I'll be back tomorrow to pick this up. And our job was to go in at night with the visual team and literally flip the store in less than 24 hours. And that's everything from, you know, the tables, rugs, uh, merchandise layout, trees, mannequins, and everything. And the job was to when the, when the client came back in the next day was as if they walked into a whole other store. Um, and I think that's where I learned the uh, uh, such a thing called integrity, um, mm. that such things can be done behind closed doors and such details could be dialed into that the next day mm. that um, it shows what, what, what was done in integrity yeah. uh, just because uh, the details... what was a factor in that moment and so that's something I've taken with me I used to think that you know um, the huge displays in the window really mattered in life and I mean that not only physically but spiritually Um, and even in your fits I used to think that um, the bold rainbow peacock as some would say uh, your hard work in that manner would actually pay off and it does and don't get me wrong but yeah. uh, I've truly learned that God really does pay you off for of the integrity and the things you do behind closed totally, door man. Um, it, it actually comes from a different source and a different uh, payroll than, yeah. than oh, Ralph man. Lauren could ever offer in that moment so yeah oh, that's man. something I, I've taken with me and I continue to push for it with for sure really I
0: cool. love it when you when you take a dive onto your Instagram, it's 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 a really fun scroll because every post is a little different. There's a great theme. Um, again, it's like this dude's a stylish dude. Um, and I like how you possess, again, that confidence and style and what appears in every image. And now talking to you, you know, it's, it's pretty clear. Talk to us a little bit about defining personal style um, because I think there's some connective tissue between that and what you just talked about where mm-hmm. – you can you could have the loudest most bold most expensive pieces but if there's not an an internal comfort or an internal like resounding um you know noise what's the word I'm looking for the tuning fork right if the tuning fork doesn't yeah, ring yeah. true to you you look goofy and so i think yeah, you've yeah. stepped into this there's something you know the what is it the years will teach you what the days will never know by working in this industry and being comfortable that you found this personal style. That's like, Oh yeah, Reggie looks good and everything. Maybe you could, and Theo, this is crazy. We talk about this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like maybe <laughs> you could not like someone's personal style, the, you know, the discrepancies of each piece. But when there's a confidence in the personal style, you can't say they don't look good. Exactly. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. You could be like, yeah, I don't yeah. wear suits. I'm a, I'm a vintage tee, sneaker, whatever. I'm a cowboy dude. But when there's a confidence, in, so, so again, the amalgamation of everything I've just said, say it in your words now.
2: <laughs> um I mean, yeah i I mean, I think um my personal style has stimulated mm. a lot, kind of circling back to the whole conversation of having to uh find out and define who I was as a person, uh, mm. just because I heard so many name callings mm. growing up and uh, in some factors, like you know people identifying me as something I wasn't
1: mm. uh, because mm, totally.
2: I learned style, so I think a lot of my personal being uh stimulated from that just trying to define who I really was as a person, trying to get to the nitty and gritty, like, am I really yeah. that, you know, kind of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think over time, if I, if I was to pull some photos out, I think we'd all laugh, but I think essentially uh, the style of it all kind of just stimulated from my mom, you know, to be honest. Wow. Uh, I think there's a picture of me at the age of six wearing like navy knee knocker shorts with a pair of knee length navy socks, some black and white spectators, a white double-breasted jacket, and a pink bow tie. Um, so it's been on me, you know, for, for some time. But I think over the over the years, I, I've just learned to identify who I am and what I want to present for the day. To be honest, mm. everything I do is in confidence. Uh, I do believe that, you know, um, there are sometimes I take risks that I just don't think other people will, are willing to mm. do, and I think that is totally. a confidence things I have, mm-hmm. and that's simply because I, I do believe that putting a pocket on my shirt or wearing a striped shirt or white leg trouser, high waisted or a crop top or something like that gives someone else who doesn't have that confidence. The okay to say hey it's okay if i wear a ringer tee. it's okay if i wear an oversized sweatshirt yeah, although yeah. i'm probably doing the most to identify that i do know that i'm creating a space for the person who's just literally trying to figure out do they want a pocket on their t-shirt yeah do they want their jeans with a hole in the knee um mm-hmm. and so for me it is a little bit more of a confident thing and i i tend to stand firm in that i do believe we live in a culture of monkey see monkey do uh oh, you can travel man. as far as california to new york florida texas Back up to Maine, and I do feel like you would find the consistency in what 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 I would consider style, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that 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 is because a lot of people just can identify who they are as a person when it comes to their style, but more so they can identify who they are and their characteristics um, yeah. to even make a stand, or because they they maybe do know they just don't want to stand out because they don't want to potentially go through what some of us have had to go through when it comes to name calling or being seen as something totally. else. You know, yeah, um, they don't want to be seen as the outsider. Versus me, I'm like, whether I'm the outsider or the insider, I- I'm coming in.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. I was just talking to someone, Theo. Sorry to cut you off, but, but I, I was get- just talking to someone and they asked me the question, like, "Who are you? Defi- describe who you are, but you're not allowed to use a title." And so I was like, "Okay, well, I'm a, you know, I'm a child of God. I think I'm really." He's like, "Okay, now, but that's a title. You can't use that." Mm. And I was kind of stumped, like, "Well, how do I? I want to say, oh, I don't know." But I'm like, of course I know who I am. But he's like, what are the things that God has gifted you in that you lean towards, that you naturally lean into? So I started thinking, I was like, you know what? I'm I'm funny. I'm entertaining. I, I believe I'm God's called me to influence. I think I'm an influencer. But I think it's interesting what you just said, that people can be stricken in fear and they'll want to identify their style with a title. Yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm streetwear or I'm athletic or I'm preppy, or I'm, you know, Western, or I'm workwear, or I'm whatever. But it's like, what are those natural fashion inspirations? What are those tendencies across genre lines that stick out to you as you're developing your personal style? So maybe, maybe you're Carson Cooper, and you were a skater, but now you like are really into boots and Western wear, or you're Reggie (laughs) Holiday, who grew up in KC, Uh, That has its own style, but there's something about the LA lifestyle. Or Theo rocking the thick rims. Like Theo used to be putting up 500 shots a day, man, (laughs) doing the free throw as an athlete. But it's but it was such a again the interesting spiritual and Theo. I'd love to know your thoughts to this fashion dynamic as we look. I believe we look for these like you know tent posts of themes or brands or titles. Oh, I'm this or I'm that or I'm this. Where, what Reggie's saying is, if you can get outside of that and just lean into who you are, identify who you are, and not what makes you happy, what makes you excited, blah, 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 but it's okay to take some fashion risks. It's okay, mm-hmm. okay to go here or there. Theo, I'd love to know your thoughts and that, Reggie, follow
1: up that. Yeah, we have talked about it quite a bit where I think there is, like, a certain season that everybody walks through of just trying to figure out um, – Who, not only who am I, but then how does that, um, get expressed through the fashion that I wear? And so I think there is a certain season of, of being an echo, but I think I love what you're talking about, especially because, um, one, once you're confident in what you're wearing, there is like, um, a very clear picture that other people see of like, okay, that's, that's his style. Like he's confident but also what you're saying of like being able to take risks. And I think that's the beauty of the confidence that you have when you're yourself is that you really can like take those risks that you just never Mm -hmm. would be able to take if you were wearing somebody else's style or something that somebody else was into.
2: Yeah. 100%. I I, I mean, uh, I mean, I think the risks just literally come down to, you know, potentially who I'm around for the day, what space I'm going to, I can honestly say, being in a community like Mosaic, I've, I will continue to take risks that I will probably never take, probably amongst my family.
1: Yeah,
2: uh, mm. I may take the same fit, but I'm going to twist it out and what I like to say, mm. dumb down
1: okay. a little
2: bit with my family versus in the creativity of of our community with Mosaic. I feel like I can take a little little bit more risk.
1: Yeah,
2: uh, in that uh, because of the creative grounds we walk on. Um, but I also I, I truly believe, you know, my grandmother said something some years ago that has stuck with me. She said, Reggie, you're like a glass box. She goes, no matter what room you're in, you stay true to who you are, but you're so transparent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like in my style, I've learned that, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, essentially, you could, you know, see me in a three-piece suit today, uh, but I may come home and, and rock the, you know, most uh, streetwear fit, or you may see me clean it up a little bit with some, you know, penny loafers and, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. a little bit oversized shirt and some jeans. It just kind of depends on what I'm feeling. I don't have one direction. You know, my buddy Jacob tends to ask, like, hey, what's your, what, what's your go-to? What's your style? And I'm like, I don't know that I have one. It just kind of yeah. depends on where I'm going, you know. Yeah. Um, absolutely. I, I just know that I, I love I love trends, but I also love consistency. I yeah. love the classic elements of of the word of uh, fashion and style. Yeah.
1: Um
2: but I'm also one that says that hey if if um if there's a particular trend going on, I want to go to the trend setter and I want to get a hold of that. I don't want the, I don't want what everyone else is doing. Right. Um, if everyone's got it, I don't want it. Um, right. and that's just that's just kind of been who I am. Uh just cuz god we don't we don't serve that type of god, you know. So yeah. mm-hmm. um he's intentional with each and every last one of us to the point he knows the hairs on our head. Yeah. So uh, for some reason, we've picked up the culture of, you know, like I said, the monkey see, monkey do. So uh, I try to walk the fine line, you know, and work as hard as I can to get a hold of certain pieces uh, in the fashion industry. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I try yeah. to hold off after I purchase them just a little bit, but it just depends. You know? right, 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 right. <laughs> um, so yeah, man, I I, I, uh, I love fashion. I, yeah. I, I don't know that... I personally will ever meet someone that loves fashion more than I do. That's cool. Um, whether I'm rocking it, whether it's in a store, whether someone else is rocking it, I almost have the issue that it, there could be a fly girl in a room and a sick fit, and the sick fit's probably going to get my head turned more than the girl. <laughs> yes. <before>. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's the downright truth. Yes. Um, Let's go. So, man. yeah, man, I I, I I just love all things fashion. You know, That's
0: cool. Honest. I love it. To so your point of when you're talking about um like holding off on a, on once you've acquired something, I was just talking to my cousin, um, last night and, you know, he's like, what should I wear the first day of school? And I was like, I remember when I was in high school and this is for like, all this is for all our college, the high school students. Listen, first day of school, wear something. This is what I do. Okay. You buy your new clothes over the summer. This is what I did. Okay. Reggie, tell me if this pass or fail. First day of school. I just wore whatever, what I wore last year. And I let everybody else <laughs> exhaust all their new clothes. So they're showing up. Here's my new school clothes. And it's like your your super sparkly white shoes, your crispy whatever. It's all right. great. Right. But as soon as they exhausted all of their new clothes you, you is would when then come I through. broke out yeah. mine. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like the time was relevant because people are like, oh, now look at cars. Not that I went under the radar because, of course, I still wanted to dress fresh. But I just kept it. I didn't wear my new school clothes the first week, so I was telling them to do that. So I'm curious, Reggie, again, part of what you're doing is is styling people. I'm curious what you would recommend to the Garmy as maybe an essential footwear piece. Let's just talk with footwear. What are some essential footwear pieces you think a dude needs in their closet? And then what's like a crazy one that's like, you may not be ready for this, but you'll thank me later. Oh,
2: man, an essential shoe that every guy needs. Dang, bro, that is a hard one. Um,
1: <laughs> I'm, in your opinion.
2: To, I'm I'm going to speak on color because uh, okay. I actually think if I, if I start naming styles and stuff, everyone's For going to be sure. like, Yo, I, can't, I can't afford that.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, But essentially, I think every guy needs a white sneaker. Every guy needs right. a black sneaker. Okay. Um, and whether that white sneaker is a New Balance, it's a Nike, it's an Adidas, uh, mm-hmm. It should be something clean and modern enough that if you want to back it to a suit, you can. Yeah. Uh, but if you want to completely rocket streetwear with some shorts, wide leg trousers, some jeans, you can also do that, too. It should be very versatile. It should be one direction. Right. Um, and, yeah, I'm also get you some Jason Mark shoe cleaner because no one likes a dirty white sneaker unless it is hey. your Converse. True.
1: Um, but
2: even then, like, yo, clean it up just a little bit, you know. Yes. Um, I don't think I any don't woman want wants a so... guy with dirty sneakers, you know Mm-mm. just it's not cool you Facts. Know? Um, okay, so, yeah pin- I think yeah that, yeah, yeah, so I, I think every guy needs needs that, and same thing with black sneakers. I think your black sneakers should be something a little bit more uh a cool hybrid, you know, whether it's a uh, you know a penny loafer with you know a thick mountain sole on it or mm-hmm. you know it's an actual sneaker with you know uh, a zipper up the front. It should be something really cool. Um, that you can really cross really uh, genres with yeah, yeah. Um, and I think the, the random one off I think if you can get a hold of any uh, heavy drop when it comes to a collab of any sort mm-hmm. or mm. um, any, any heavy designers you may follow I think you should cop it you know I think you save a little bit you know my, my grandmother always said hey pay God then pay your bills and then pay yourself
1: yeah, uh, so on, I, I just go. think you, you should set we some things aside, that. you
2: know. <laughs> um, you know, I, I just picked up the, you know, 650s by Amy Leondore and New Balance. Oh, yes. yeah. And little did I know that I was not getting these sneakers till February or March of next year. That's what
1: I've
0: heard. Oh, That's what
2: I've I would have never, you know. Uh, That's crazy. So I think it's a little crazy. I just, I had no idea. I, I didn't Those even new the ones, fine like print. the
0: high top ones. The yeah. high tops,
1: awesome. man, yeah. You don't get it you till know? next year.
2: We're talking like seven, eight months almost. So they're taking my Um,
0: theology with new school clothes. They're like, listen, we know you are. I mean, I think they're
2: doing it right though. You know, I think a lot of people do these heavy drops. And you know, essentially I think the sneaker world has gotten a little aggressive. Mm -hmm. I think anytime you have uh, I mean, like, I think for some of us, you know, we, we didn't come up in the most financial stable family. So, you know, we couldn't just pop up in a pair of Jordans anytime we wanted to. Right. Um, so as an adult, as a hard worker, it's kind of something you still want to have, you know, as an adult. Absolutely. And the fact that we have these, these bots out now that you just, you're up at, you know, four o'clock in the morning, just waiting to hit submit. Right. And it's like, on the third second, it says sold out. You're like, what does it mean?
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, but essentially, <laughs> if you can get connected to some people, uh, I'll tell anybody listening: pray for influence because it does help uh, to get get a, you know get some help. I personally do have a little bit of pull from two guys of mine whose cousin is a bot uh, purchaser in Atlanta, hey. and so pretty much I just need to make a text and I, I can have any sneaker at, hey. at retail price. Let's go. Let's just um, say there's
0: a lot of entrepreneurs in Atlanta. Yeah, for our recent. <laughs> for our recent um, Fits of faith, like roundup post, Reggie, because every Sunday people will tag us in their fits, and we repost them to the story. Again, hashtag fits of faith, tag us in your stories, we'll repost your fits. Come on, come on. Mondays, we repost an outfit. And this pastor, I want to get his name right. His Instagram name is like Joel Romere. But I believe his name, let me shout him out. But his like legit name is, where is he? Hold on, it's pulling up. Is Joel Shout out to Joel Leggett, and he's a senior pastor um, at Core Church ATL. And so okay. um, I used him as the front image because I really, really like the fit. And then yeah. I'll do the locations all over the country. You know, So for, for when we post yeah. your episode, we'll say L.A. Or last episode, we did Portland for Austin, Sanquest, blah, blah, blah. But I did Atlanta for him because I'm like, oh, he's leading off. And, yeah. bro, we got like nine comments of people like, DM me. Let's work. Got a business proposal for you. Oh, dang, Hit me dang. up and see if you'd like to get <laughs> well, it Atlanta want it that it money. <laughs> <shit.
1: I know. laughs> they don't like,
0: play down in Atlanta. I know. It's like we usually get one of those things, like promote it on Ace of... Ace of spades. Like we usually get one or two or like seek jewelry company with nine posts really wants you to be an ambassador. Sure they do. But like, yeah, like I tagged, I'm like, it had to be Atlanta. The entrepreneurs are a shark tank out there. Yeah, but yeah, I'm it's... like, we got so many comments and they that's why we got a business proposal for you. Shout Hit out to that guy. See.
2: Dang. Come on, pastor. <laughs> <That's go>. Joel,
0: <laughs> shout out Joel, man. He's, he's listening. He, he's a fellow or er, faithful member of the Garmin. Speaking of the Garms, we're going to now transition into our next segment of the pod, which is Garms, where we get into the nitty-gritty of the brands and styles you like rocking. So, Reggie, how would you describe your personal style right now? Oh, man. Uh, I think, once again, it's a a nice little hybrid of uh,
2: streetwear. And, uh, yeah, I think it's got a little bit of a cleaned-up Lux feel to it, but uh, yeah, man, I think that, that's my style right now,
0: so it's a clean up streetwear, you know, yeah. What's the ratio, again, I know you, so currently you work with a company, Suit Supply, you get to work in store, and then get to do a lot of stuff globally, and so you're wearing the product, you know, daily, you're wearing suits, but in your in your free time and what you're curating, what's the ratio of sneaker to non sneaker footwear is here on fits of faith. We are, we're pro sneakers, Theo. We yeah. love sneakers. <laughs> Come we, on. we literally love them, but we're also trying to help introduce people to non sneakers. Yeah. Sneaker world. So Clark's wallabies, penny loafers, boots, cowboy boots, Chelsea boots with a nice heel, a Blundstone. Theo's on his, you know, socks and stocks, Birkenstocks. like, we're here for it all, but I'm curious, what's your ratio of sneaker to non-sneaker footwear? Uh,
2: sneaker to non-sneaker, I would probably say it's probably uh, 60-40 okay. right now. Uh, 60% sneakers, 40% uh, loafers or boots of some sort. Uh, yeah, I think, once again, as I was stating, I think it just kind of depends on what I'm feeling like, what I'm vibing. Um, I tend to, like, if I see a, a shoe, I tend to gravitate to. Uh, I get it and I hold onto it until I feel like I have the right fit to it. Cool. Um, But, yeah, uh, I love, man, I love shoes. I think, you know, I was telling my boy the other day, I mean, we were talking, and he was asking. I think at one point, I think I had, like, 200 pairs of shoes at one point in my life. Let's go. Uh, I mean, right now, I'm probably a little bit more, uh, what I would like to say, respectful, like, maybe, like, 80 between my closet here in L.A. and my closet back home in Kansas City. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But I have my rotates, you know, to be honest. Um, (laughs) I love... uh, you know, my split-toe uh, Jordan 1s right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yes, yes. They
0: were in your most recent pick-pick because yeah. pick, you got are, a new dog.
2: That is correct. Dolce is actually in the bathroom right now because, I mean, he will he will take over this show, to be honest. Of course. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but those are, those are one of my re- rotates. Uh, I also have um, the Balenciaga trainers that I think I've probably beat down to no more um i also uh my tom brown penny loafers are also Ooh, yes uh my white inlays that i love those cool and um, my triple soles i'm wearing right now are probably my my favorite probably most per- uh, recent purchase and then my jw anderson boots that i just bought oh yes i was just gonna ask
0: favorite. you what silhouette or collab or something of each of those camps were you really rocking with um, but my you kind of answer that, so my follow up question is i 'll give you a scenario from my life okay yeah um let's just say you go through a career change, maybe it 's sudden, and yeah. you know you 're living with family and you have to cut down the wardrobe and currently i'm rocking with i believe six pairs of footwear mm. of my probably thirty thirty or so collection. Again, some people in the garment are like, you got six pairs? Like, Holy <laughs> moly. They're like, listen, I got, I got my slip-on Vans and then my Adidas Zebra or my Yeezy Zebras. <laughs> like, it, that's always the thing, too, guys. I think we said it off pod with Austin. What's, what gives away fake shoes to me, Reggie, is, are not the details and the cut because no one's looking. It's budget. Could, could mm. you afford these if they were real? Oh, wow. And, it, oh. and if that's not the case, if we know, if you're a youth pastor, you're help a single youth pastor, help and your Lord. salary is 20K, <laughs> and help it's okay, help and you've him. got, like, we always just crap on Virgil, but if you've got the off-white reds and teals and EU exclusives, that's what tells mm. me they're fake. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, The yeah, swoosh yeah. is half a millimeter off. If you bought <laughs> fake shoes that look like you could afford them, no one would
1: care. Yeah,
0: help them, Lord. But anyway... <laughs> We were talking about that off pod last week, huh, Theo? Yeah, we were. Yeah. No, I, I think it's, it's a
2: real it's a real thing, you know. Uh, to each their own, you know. But I, yeah, I think we um, not endorsing
0: fake sneakers or yeah.
2: Fake shoes no, I, th- I think that I, I'm totally against the the fake branding and you know the purchase and return, especially as as followers, you know, of Christ. I just think it's a little, a little, a little aggressive. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if you want to snake something in a little bit. I say, hey, do your thing, but you know, potentially you're rocking a replica that's 4K resale and you rocking them in store in your in your door. I mean walking walk, walking in worship with them on in your door on <laughs> your car's falling off. Just it doesn't add up,
1: you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, real, that's real.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I I would rather you take that that money that you that you invested in the replicas and, and actually get something that's a little bit more consistent. Because the truth of the matter is. Fourth wear, they're, they're, it's going to be revealed. What's
0: up, right. fourth wear? We were talking Fair. about this to a family member, and you know, shout out Dave Ramsey. It's like I'd rather rent yeah. a house I can not afford than own a house I can't.
1: Right, yeah, yeah, and that's
0: the sure. same thing with shoes. Like you'll look better with a pair you could afford. Yep. Maybe they're not super hyped or super crazy or collab, but you'll look good in the ones you can than you will in the ones you can't. Yeah.
2: And as my mom said, you know, even if you can't afford them, you know, she she always said, don't buy it once if you can't buy it twice.
0: Hmm. Mm. Dang. Dang, your mother and grandmother are dropping major. Bombs yeah, I know, her real, here. Listen, I'm, I'm here for a reason, you <laughs> know. Hey, I love it. <laughs> Okay, real quick, I want to get into, before we move out of the GARM section, I want to learn about your brand, which you're working on bringing out a men's collection within, within the That's year right. or the coming year. That's and right. so let the people know what it's called so you can say absolutely correct and I don't butcher it. And then give us some insight of like what type of pieces we'll see, maybe some um, inspiration you're pulling from, and then you know where is it going to be at?
2: So, yeah, uh, I think as I I emailed you guys, uh, so I've I've been designing for a little bit over 20-some-odd years uh, with women's wear. And for the first time ever, I'm actually designing my first full men's collection.
1: Come on.
2: And uh, I'm super excited about it. Um, I think it's going to pay a lot of homage to just my journey. I will be shooting it in all black. And so it'll just be different levels and different shades and different textiles. Of black on the guys I'm gonna keep the collection pretty small with like you know five to six models and uh, even buy-in when it comes to production I'm gonna keep it really tight and small
1: like
2: Um, I've had the days of 40 models and all that I just think it's a little aggressive for today's climate Mm -hmm. um, to be sitting on so much merchandise that you hope that someday will move
1: Um, Mm -hmm. and so
2: that's kind of what I'm doing with the men's collection I'm kind of allowing the men around me to kind of speak to the collection although they mostly don't know that Uh, But just kind of seeing what they do on the regular, kind of how they operate in life. Some of them are dads, some of them are single, some of them are entrepreneurs. So just kind of taking their lifestyle and manipulating that a little bit and putting that into into the men's collection, you will see a little bit of like a Scandinavian kind of Japanese feel Mm, to the brand. Um, You'll see a little bit oversized trousers. Uh, the guys will be rocking slides and things like that. Um, I'm going to treat it a little bit more like a structured, uh, kind of like a museum. The guys will be on their mm. own platform each and with that's a spotlight sick. on them. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm super excited about it. It is called Deep Dimitri Om. Okay. And so Dimitrius is my middle name. Uh, with sick. my women's line, it was Dimitri Faye, my mom's only deceased aunt. Her middle name was Faye. Mm. And so I picked up Om as because that's men uh, in French. Okay, and cool. so uh, just kind of giving a little twist to the brand. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. That came to me one night. I was asleep and woke up, and it it hit me. And so I went to Instagram and immediately snagged it. Yes, let's I go. We talked about that. Uh, so, yeah, man, I snagged, and I got it. And, uh, yeah, man, I, so I'm just working silently on it. I'm not aggressively working towards it because I'm just kind of le- leading each day. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm pretty aggressively busy right now. and productive with work,
0: oh, wow,
1: travel,
2: um, also as one of the leads of Mosaic. And then uh, I've got one of my guys who, uh, what I like to call him as an intern, but uh, he's more of my brother. But he comes over twice a week, and um, we pretty much teach him how to sew everything: sewing a button, how to create a own pattern. Uh, We're working on a men's jacket right now, and so uh, yeah, I just I I love I love people, man. To be honest, and so um, if what I do can't touch the people, then I'm wasting time. Mm.
0: Totally. Good. I mean the, the real question I have are who are the other four models? Um, you know, present <laughs> company excluded. So we're really two of them, are Right, 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 right. Yeah. Right, right. That's why I mean that's why we had you on to pitch ourselves. I mean,
2: brother, we get that hat in black and let we got you. Come we
0: got on. you. Know, hey. <laughs> hey, sauna sessions. I love it, man. That's so cool. I think you have an interesting and, and again, tell me if I'm right, if I'm wrong. This is always my thing, right? I think sometimes in LA and in, in every LA conversation we've had, because we've got to have plenty of what well, seems like a lot of mosaic uh, faces and characters. So it's really cool. And I think it's proof positive to that creative community you've talked about. Mm-hmm. If we keep finding people on Instagram that are passionate about clothes and God and they all go to the same church, I think it's proof positive the church is doing something right. <laughs> um, but I always ask these questions where, you know, in LA, it seems like you spit in the air and it lands on somebody that's working in fashion or it's, they're working in. Uh, you know, they're an actor or they're in the industry, whatever. And to the, to me and Theo, the common folk, like you could tell us anything. Oh yeah, I have a line I'm working on, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, Yeah. you, you just like screen printed a t-shirt. So there's like levels to this. Um, I think you you clearly have the history, the experience in here um, to make this happen and to do something. So I really believe it when you say yeah, i'm actually working on something and again and i've seen the um seen the pictures you attach to the the email some of the jackets getting worked on it and, and there's there's work right i'm curious then you hit on the idea of an intern in teaching what what has been the power of mentorship in your mm-hmm. career and what's one thing you really try to employ to you know guys and and girls and, and whoever you're mentoring in this world because though the bar to entry is low, and that's a good thing of anyone can be a designer, right? Ratatouille, anybody can cook. Anybody can start their T-shirt, and you can do it. Anybody. But there's also a difference in like, hey, I'm really doing these things out here. Yeah. I really know what I'm doing. And yes, you have a brand or a collection, but that's that's just a screen-printed T-shirt. So talk, Essentially, talk about the power of mentorship and some of the guidance you give.
2: Um, so I, I'll kind of come full circle on that, but uh, I think the... The mentorship I had in my life uh, is what literally put me forward to where I am today. Uh, there were a lot of people that really spoke into my life, you know, my own family mm-hmm. were always creative and designers in their own field in some ways. Uh, they were taking my grandmother's rugs, area rugs, and making little mini skirts. My uncles were taking my grandfather's trousers and reworking them, making wide leg shorts awesome. and things like that. Um, so it's always been in my blood in a sense. Um, but I think that the number one thing that spoke to me as, as kind of having a mentor was was God. To be honest, mm-hmm. um, if you look at, at God and who He is, He was creative, right? And so uh, He He created the very thing we do and the very thing we are and the very thing we live in. Uh, but in the scriptures, it actually says that the world was void and without form, and He spoke and said, "Let there be."
1: Yeah.
2: Um, and I think essentially, when you realize who you are as a creative, no matter what field you're in, whether It's uh, a list of what your day should look like, you know, like, hey, I've got to run the grocery store or uh, it's an actual pamphlet of what a design will look like. Or it's maybe a song you're writing, whatever creative field you're in. I think essentially if you can actually hone in uh, when you wake up in the morning that you're doing exactly what God did when he spoke and said that this day is without form. Mm. And so he says, let there be you're doing the exact same thing. Mm. And so that's what it was for me as a creative, you know, uh, mindset that. When I design, I'm literally taking fabric, which is void and without form, and I'm Mm. creating something. And uh, hopefully it's a beautiful thing. And so I take that same thing when it comes to mentoring, um, that when it comes to fabric, I can cut it any way I want. But essentially, I'm trying to get it to a place that actually forms well, that fits someone's life properly, that they want to wear it outside of foreclosed closed doors. And so it's the same thing in people's lives. Mm -hmm. I'm piecing piece by piece. Uh, making sure that what it is that they're dealing with in their lives starts to add up and it fits their life properly to what God is wanting to do with them mm. and it leads them in the right direction. So when they enter in other rooms, it actually fits that room properly. They can be vulnerable enough to understand that what God is doing in their life is moving them forward. Mm. So that's how I look at mentorship for me, um, that I'm doing the exact same thing that God did with this world. I'm doing the exact same thing that I did with fabric I'm now doing in people's lives. So, yeah, that's what mentoring is for me.
1: That's so cool.
0: Yeah, I love is. that. Is Is there a really meaningful relationship that you've had maybe throughout your career that you started a mentoring journey? And and of course, probably you're hopefully you're proud of everybody, but anybody that's like, wow, man, they've they've hit it, you know, or, or they're going on to awesome things. Anyone you want to shout out that you're like, yeah, I had a hand in that. Like, oh, you man, know, you're uh, doing God's doing his thing. But like I I held <laughs> uh, I'm going to shout out Jose
2: Sosa. Um, okay, he is on. a kid that moved with me at the age of 18. I met him on Instagram, and uh, some conversations were crossed in the DM. And I was like, hey, man, save your money, move to L.A., boom, bam. Well, two months later, he's like, hey, man, I'm ready to go. Hey, pack up. I'll pick you up from the airport, you can move in with me. Uh So uh, this family entrusted me with this kid at the time to move to L.A. from New York, and uh, he did. I lied to everybody around me, like, hey, yeah, this is a fa- family friend, you know, blah, 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 I hired him at Ralph Lauren in the stock room, had yeah. him interning with me with the fashion line, and uh, essentially, I threw him in the church, say, hey, surf here, surf here, and we had a little uh, little uh, run-in with each other one night, and he's like, hey, man, you brought me here, you had me doing all this, and la, you wanna do everything you're doing, I just wanna come here and do my thing, hey. Mm. I'll never ask you to do anything ever again. If you want to be a part of something, just let me know. And so that's kind of what happened, and uh, we stayed close, and this guy has been watching me since day one. And I can humbly say that this kid is back in New York, married, has a kid on the way, working in the mm-hmm. church, um, working on the fashion line. Let's um, go. I mean, just 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 killing the game. Uh, and I'm super proud of him, man, to be so honest. Cool. Uh, I just would have never thought that I would have that type of influence on someone that I don't know, you know, Mm -hmm. that that felt the need to move with me. Um, And, yeah, I mean, I think to see everything he's gone through and to see where he's at today and see um, how much passion and love that God has gifted him that he now wants to give back and he has a kid on the way now, it's it's huge to me. There's no greater life than that, you know, Uh, no greater love than that. So, uh, yeah, I want to shout him out. There's so many more, to be honest, uh, but he's one particular that sticks out just because... um, I was just in New York and we kind of came full circle, like, Hey man, like just want to thank you. And just,
0: yeah, man, I love it. it, man. Yeah. Shout him out for sure. Yeah, dude. And with that being said, we're going to transition to the last and final segment of the pod, which is God Where Reggie. We give you the stage to go off on the man upstairs and let us know what God is doing in your life. So <laughs> King go off on the <laughs> great King. <laughs> oh man. Uh, you know, when
2: it comes to my relationship with God, um, I am so humbly proud uh, looking at my life Mm. um, that I've been willing and able to stay as consistent that I have, even in the pits of questioning suicide, that there was an awakening still inside of me Mm. that was aware that I did that Mm. and still surfaced to Jesus. Mm. Uh, And I think, um, well, I know I've learned to praise God in the hallway, even when the the doors aren't open.
1: Mm. And
2: so um, I don't know, man. I think... um, That the life we have is so precious, we only get one go-around, as my mom says. And so why not put your best foot forward in that? And um, I believe God right now is just teaching me, hey, draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. Mm -hmm. Um, But also kind of referring back to a message that I heard this past weekend from our own pastor, uh, senior, um, Pastor Erwin McManus. He talked about the genius of who Jesus is and the fact that there's a tangibility to who Jesus is that we just haven't tapped into. Hmm. And I feel like this was a conversation that I've been internalizing and battling for the last two months that uh, in our lives, we tend to look at our finances, try to figure that out. We look Hmm. at our relationships, we try to figure that out. We work in these careers, try to get promoted. And we essentially wanna get to a place where we can say we have financial freedom, we can purchase a home, Mm -hmm. buy a car, have a family, have kids, send them to the best private schools and so on and so on and so on. And we do our best to plan that out to the Mm -hmm. point we get financial advisors, we get mentors and this and that. But never do we look at the, at the passage of who Jesus is and we say, hey, God, how do I move up in faith? Mm. Um, mm. And that has been something I've been battling over the last two months is like, hey, God, there is a level of who you are. How do I get there? Mm. I do believe that there's a reason why the scripture says, hey, you will move from faith to faith, from glory to glory. Yeah, mm. come And on. to add to your faith daily. Yeah. I do believe there is work internally that we must do um, to the point that the inside job of what God is doing should reflect on your outside world. Mm. Um, and if it's truly done in a healthy way, I do believe God will give you influence on every aspect to what the life that grants you is. Mm. Um, And I do believe I'm reaping that um, daily today. Um, I could have never planned this out. I could have never written this down. I could have never, uh, I don't even think I could have prayed for this, but essentially Mm. I do believe I've gotten to a point that I've chased after God's heart, and for that reason, he has literally granted me the desires of my heart. And I don't mean that in the sense of like, hey, I wanted this and he gave it to me, I think it's more so in the sense that God had a level of, uh, of aspiration that he had for me. Mm. And essentially, he's given me more than I could desire. And for that reason, wow. I say that. Um, and so, yeah, man, uh, I love Jesus for who he is. I don't care uh, what happens in this world. There's not a friend, a sister, my mom, a best friend, a church leader, a non-Christian or whoever. There's not a person that can actually make me miss the mark of what God wants for me. Mm. Uh, just on. because I believe that... God has truly shown me what it looks like to serve him and the ideal of loving him, to love the church, to love love this world. And I think if we can take our eyes off loving each other so much that it teaches how to love the church, um, to then love God, to have a belief in God, then no matter who hurts you, no matter what happens, you'll keep your eyes on him because he's who you put first. Um, And yeah, and I think in reflection of that, as my grandmother would say, if you feel good, you look good. And the closer you get to him, the more you should reflect him. Mm-hmm. And so um, I do believe that I've just gotten to a point where I'm starting to really reflect who God is. And I only say that because I can, like I can consciously step outside of who I am and look back and see where God has brought me from. Yeah. And um, it is only him that has been able to do that. And uh, this joy that I have, the world didn't give it and it can't take it away. So
0: come on. Uh, it let's can go. trial it
2: once, but, you know. I'm essentially here not because of the clothes on my back but because of the, the armor that i put on my heart so let's go i love yeah. it man
0: that's beautifully beautifully said reggie well Thank you man. absolutely killed all three sections of the podcast there's uh, um, actually one thing left to do before we get you out of here and it is the ptp aka the post tithe pickup so after you paid your 10 percent to the good lord what was the last item clothing or otherwise that you copped that you're stoked on then what's the next item you have your sights set on and you're ready to pull that trigger? (laughs) Um, The
2: last thing that I purchased... um, Oh, these Chloe sunglasses that I have on.
1: I think it was the last
2: thing that I I purchased that I can think of that's coming straight to my mind. Uh, But that was the last thing I purchased. And then... Uh, literally, right now, brother, I'm literally tossing it at night because I literally want to purchase a Prada beanie. I mean, a Prada uh, baseball cap, the nylon. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Either that or the fisherman hat.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, but it's a little aggressive price wise. Yeah. Um,
1: mm-hmm. And you so, to you know, chill out.
2: yeah, just I need to just relax a little bit.
1: We
0: need that uh, season sale. We need that.
2: Uh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had a little fun in New York, so I'll put it that way. Yes. And so, uh, I'm just kind of waiting to see, you know, as things. We're still somewhat on lockdown here. Yeah, like we're yeah. open, but we're not. We're still we're back in mask and. Right for that reason like people are still laying low so I just don't think I should be stacking all this stuff in my wardrobe and I have nowhere to go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's but that's I think like, as since I've been back from all New this York horsepower,
0: I, but nowhere I have to this run. like
2: awakening like no matter where I'm going no matter what I'm doing if I feel like putting it on Hey, if no one sees me, I don't care. I just Come I want to get dressed for me, you know? Yeah. So that's just kind it. of been where I'm at lately. I love it.
0: Before before we absolutely end, you hit on this interesting aspect of the ability to travel and you know, a home base in LA, but also roots in KC and going to New York. Are there like staple things that you're always picking up geographically? Or, for instance, if you go back to KC right now, is there a retailer you're really excited to go visit? Is there a space that's long standing? Like, oh yeah, every time I'm in KC, I pick up this thing. Or, or shout out any other retailer or place within the nation. But are are there any of those locations geographically that are like, yep, every time I touch down, I got to go visit this?
2: Um, so it, it used to be the Baldwin's and standard yeah. style boutique uh, with Kansas City. Uh, to be honest, I think the, the consumer in Kansas City has changed just a little bit with the Country Club Plaza, which is like our Rodeo back home.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, um, yeah. There
2: used to be heavy designer and uh, more of a luxe feel. And just to kind of give you context, uh, we had a three-level gap that closed down, and now they put in the Old Navy. Uh, okay. there, was a, a flagship, uh, uh, there was a flagship – there was a flagship – Um, what store was that? I don't even remember what store, but there's now an Mm H&M. And so there was Hall's Department Stores, which is like a Saks or a Barney's. Mm -hmm. That's now moved out of the area, and now there's like a Forever 21 that's taken over. Uh, And so there's not really anything I go home to, like, seeking. Um, Mm -hmm. I literally go home, to be honest, and just kind of chill now and and just to be with the family. Although, depending on where I'm at, what city I'm in, uh, like I stated, I was just in New York a week and a half ago, and... Mm -hmm. It was my first time actually going into the Amy Leon Dory, Dory store. Oh, heck yeah. And, um, yeah, I literally had a feeling. I was like, if they don't know me, they're going to know me by the time I leave
1: this trip. Hey, so, <laughs> that did they like, was did you walk in and they
0: taught you how to say it? Like, yeah, you walked yeah, yeah. in and they're and like, so, listen, uh, I, like, we're giving everybody can't... lessons.
2: <laughs> it kind of depends, man, where I'm at and what I can grab. Uh, yeah. Being here in L.A., everything is at your freaking fingertips.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So you just have to be careful, I, I guess, as... You know, my aunt told me at the age of 18, she's like, Reggie, uh, once you get in, it's hard to get out. Mm-hmm. And so I've Come had on. a friend, uh, once. I keep bringing him up, Jacob, uh, but he's kind of on this new journey with uh, uh, diving in deep with fashion with Rick Owens and mm-hmm. a few other grailed, grails. And uh, I'm like, bro, I'm like, if you don't watch it, once you get in. Yeah, it's hard on. to get out. It's hard, it's, it's, it's nice to take slope. a few little steps, like as my sister says, to go from Tiffany's to Target in one day.
1: Yes. Uh, <laughs>
2: but it's kind of challenging to, to to live across the street from Tiffany's because you'll never want to go in Target ever again. Right. Um, and so that's kind of the name of the game, but I do my best to just stay, keep it real, stay true to what uh, I feel like my tax bracket offers me. <laughs> uh, yeah. And every now and then if I need to set some stuff aside to make some moves, I will. But. I love um, it. Yeah, I'll be in uh, I'll be in Canada coming up in the next two weeks, and so I'm gonna see what Vancouver and Toronto has hey, to offer bring. in Montreal, and we'll see what I bring back. You know, yeah, I let's go.
0: <laughs> Those, shout out my roots. I'm French Canadian.
2: So oh, I, dang, bro. This is so coming full circle for us. Let's go. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> Parlez-vous Francais, am I right? <laughs> oh, <dang>. <laughs> <laughs> Je m'appelle Carlson. <comment. laughs> Anyways, Reggie, you absolutely killed every single section of the podcast. Oh, There's man. nothing left to do but to roll out the red carpet for you. Let people know where they can find you and anything cool you got going on.
2: So, yeah, if you want to stay in touch with me, you're more than welcome to follow me on Reginald.com. R-E-G-I-N-A-L-D underscore Holiday, H-O-L-L-I-D-A-Y. And uh, you're more than welcome to also follow Dimitri Om, D-E-M-E-T-R-I Om, H-O-M-M-E. Reginald, holiday will keep you a little bit more up to date with what's happening. I am starting to post again. I uh, kind of took a hiatus for a little bit. You know, life life does that to you every now and then. But, yeah, okay. you can follow me there. And if you're looking for me uh, anytime on the weekend, I'm on front row worshiping at Mosaic. So come, uh, come through either there or at Suit Supply. I got you.
0: I love, I love it. it. We will link link reginald and and just everything about him in the blog post again guys we have a weekly blog post that goes up with every single episode shout out our amazing intern team that puts it together but Garmy, that has been another episode of fits of faith yeah. reggie thank you so much for coming on the pod Girl, you I'm absolutely honored. killed I'm it honored. you blessed us garmi thank you for rocking with us we leave you with this as always always it's blessings over stressings peace, peace. <laughs>